My guest today is Vaughn Hebron. He is the, let me tell you something, career is on fire. If you have a water hose, call a fireman, call 911. I, I'm a fan. I'm just putting it out front. I'm a big fan of his from Jump. Uh, let me get all the credits out so we can start talking. I noticed his talent. So for the first time, uh, Tyler Prairie is the Oval. That's when he came into my life, that first season. But it does not stop there. He's appearing right now on Will Smith's new movie, King Richards. He's sure. also The Devil Know You Coming, out in 2022, opposite my boys, Omar Epps and Mar- Michael Ely, who have also been on my show. We're going to talk about Vaughn's new lead role, and they sent me some clips on you, Vaughn, so we're going to talk about that. You, boy, oh, you, you surprised me, boy. You surprised okay, me. Okay, and the popular, okay. The Game. Everybody knows The Game. Series revival out on Paramount+. Plus. The show premiered on Paramount+, Plus on November 11th of this year. He'll be talking about his rising career, his journey, uh, pivoting from a corporate life, pursuing his acting and his dream. And that's what we really want to talk about that, making that leap. All people talk about making the leap of faith, following their passion. But he did it. And we're going to talk about that because it always comes with consequences that we can't control. But it's all mm-hmm. positive because you're living your dream and getting roles successfully in such a short period of time. What he has learned, what's been an integral part, integral part to his success on his own journey this thus far. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Vaughn Hebron. My Thank man. you so much for having me, brother. I appreciate you being here, man. Well, first of all, um, let's talk. Where are you from, Vaughn? Where are you from? Originally Baltimore, Maryland. Uh-huh. Yeah, originally Baltimore, Maryland, and uh, went to high school in Pennsylvania. Okay. And went to college at Lafayette College, Pennsylvania, before I started traveling uh, in my pharmaceutical career. Okay, pharmaceuticals. So <clears throat> that was a professional way of saying you were selling drugs for a living. Oh, yeah. I was a uh, professional dope dealer. Okay, yes, sir. There you go. There's nothing wrong with that because there, there are people who do it for real and there are people who do it on the streets. And people yes, who do the streets, those people get in trouble. Now, you was out there. Now, that I've, I've, I have a couple of friends of mine who are professional pharmaceutical salespeople, and they make mm-hmm. a good living. They enjoy their life, drive nice cars, nice houses, Vaughn. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm assuming you're a good looking guy, articulate, got a nice shape. You probably out there being very successful, weren't you? Selling Thank drugs. You. Thank you. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, having it was my first real job out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in your your mid-20s having a pharmaceutical job, you know, things are getting paid for, mm-hmm. uh, checks are coming in, you're living a good life. So uh it was definitely a career that my parents were proud of, yes. and that everybody from the outside looking in just thought, hey, you already made it at such an early time of your life. Um, which was even more, of course, interesting when I shifted and left that and to go into acting. But uh to, to your point, most definitely, it's, it's a great career, and um, I will go back to it if uh, I wasn't happy what I'm doing. Well, you know, that, that's really interesting because uh, off air, I was just telling you, like, that happened to me. You know, I was, my degree is in mathematics, my minor's in sociology, graduated from University of Houston in Houston, Texas, and okay. um, got a job at IBM. In fact, I was working with IBM two and a half years part-time before I, you know, ascended to a full-time opportunity. Had the car had their apartment, had the, the social life, all that good yep. stuff. Check, check, uh, check. All those check, boxes, right? all those boxes. Yep. But I wasn't satisfied because from a creative standpoint, right. I wasn't, I, I would never say I was not happy because the best time of my life, I still live off those life experiences. But right. something was missing though, Vaughn. What was yeah. missing when you, because you did all the right things. I checked, check, check. What right. was missing? I think for me, what was, I know for me, what was missing was um, 
the the feeling that I was actually accomplishing something for myself. Right. The feeling that I was uh, making myself happy before others, that I was that I was accomplishing things because I wanted to do it opposed to just, you know, uh, the, the, the societal standards of making money, uh, getting a resume, um, having this position, that position. It was like when I stepped back and said, the, am I really happy hanging my hat on this besides everybody else's? Is this what I want to say that I'm doing? I couldn't say that. You know, I was going through the motions. Right. I was going through my motions. I was looking for another reason to get out of bed every morning besides just just fulfilling these certain duties that look good on paper and they look good by societal standards. Right. Well, you know, it's really interesting when I when I bring guests like you on on Money Making Conversation because a lot of people, they wait to a certain point in life where they make a decision. It may be, I always tell people, there's no excuse. Age mm-hmm. should never be an excuse. Right. And then like when I left IBM, I made that decision a year in advance. And... And I and I was and I was tell people on this show. I've said many times I was brought to tears by that decision because it was such a tough decision. Because I yeah. wasn't sure, but I know if I wanted to be happy long term, I didn't want to look back 20, 30 years and go, "What if?" Right. What was that decision making process with you, Vaughn? You know, to, yeah. to which has led to the Oval, which has led to the game, which has led to so many other opportunities we're going to talk about. Right. But what really? Because it was nothing out there that guaranteed you. Because that was a guaranteed health benefits, guaranteed right. check. Guaranteed right. rent being paid. It came every week, uh, fifth of the twice a month. It came. What? It was the stability. Uh-huh. It was it was the stability. It was you know a very stable, safe environment that you're in. And I guess the process for me was first realizing that I wasn't fulfilled. You know, and I think a lot of people actually feel this sometimes, and they struggle with it. They may not be able to put their finger on what it is, but it's the feeling of I, I'm I'm not. I'm not happy for myself. I'm not um, fulfilling my potential. I'm not, I'm getting up every day because I have to, not because I want to. And I think understanding and being aware of that first and foremost, once you have that awareness, then you can start making decisions from there and, you know, understanding why you feel that way, understanding how you can change that way, and then starting yourself on a course um, to change your life. So for me, it was, under, again, understanding one day that, you know, I wasn't happy and then starting to think of other things that would make me happy, understanding my passions, understanding things that I like to do when nobody's paying me to do it, when nobody's forcing me to do it. What do I find myself doing? Mm-hmm. And that's where I started to draw, you know, eventually got into acting classes because I've always loved movies. I've always loved television. Nobody ever had to make me do that. Nobody had to pay <laughs> me to do that. I'll be on the TV watching uh, my television all day, right. you know? So it was, um, it was first understanding that. And that's what led me to the course of actions that got me eventually here. And we were talking to Vaughn Hebron. He's starved a new series on Paramount plus streaming the game. Uh, we're going to, I want to jump a little bit ahead because now this is a lead role. So this is all about you, you know, because you, you know, they, a lot of more pressure, you know, uh, about yeah. it. And I, I've, they've sent me a, Sizzle, cut, sampling. And I yeah. got to admit, man, you look like you really can play the game of football. You really, you know, I, I would tell you so, man, I, you know, because, you know, I like when I was, I've been in, in uh, when I did, when I was co-executive producer of Jamie Foxx show way yeah. back when, when he did, uh, you know, the the movie with Al Pacino, the football movie, he played the quarterback. Movie, yeah. You know, he got in shape, man, and he, and he played that role. That was actually the role that 
launched his career, especially as right. a dramatic actor, because he was right. only named as known as a comedian. And right. um, when you go back and they throw that ball to you and you catch it and you running, man, down the sideline like a like a like a professional wide receiver, talk about the reality of uh, being able to say, I want people to feel I can actually play this in real life too. If we yeah. was given the opportunity, because man, I'm gonna tell you something, Vaughn. I was impressed by your, your way you adapted the role, and also where you feed, you you act like I could actually see you catching a ball from Kyler Murray, from, oh, yeah. from Arizona Cardinal. I could actually believe that. Talk about that Thank experience. You. Well, for me, it was um, I was very adamant about doing my own stunts for this role. Mm-hmm. I was very adamant about having me in there as much as possible to not only sell. Um, Jameson feels being that character, being that guy, but also to, you know, give myself a chance to realize my potential. I haven't played um, college football, obviously, since like, you know, 2012, 2013, but I'm somebody who stays in shape. I'm somebody who's always active. And these are the roles that I work for. These are the roles that I train so hard for. So I was not going to let a stunt double get in there and just, (laughs) you know, do all the work. I said, put me in as much as possible. Mm-hmm. And in that environment, I honestly, honestly, I forgot I was acting. Right. Honestly, forgot I was acting. It was, it, it felt like, like being back on the field, the pressure, the nerves, the, the being the star on the field, being mm-hmm. that guy, it was everything that I had uh, grown accustomed to and had experience with. Right. So for me, it was an easy transition just to bring all of that pressure, all the nerves into the scene, into these moments, and um, really show up. Uh, so it was, it was, now, it was a lot of work. Man. I will uh, tell you, it, it was a lot of work, but. Well, I'm going to tell you something, Vaughn. I'm going to just cut you off right there because I want to let you know, you know, I, I've been fortunate, you know, manager Steve Harvey, currently manager Stephen A. Smith, or, you know, Nick Cannon, or, you know, Kevin Hart, Jamie exactly. Foxx, Robert Townsend, the Twins, T and Tamara Murray, Gabriel Union. I've been around a lot of stars. Right. Monique, I, and I've been able to sit down and coach them, motivate them. And mm-hmm. the reality is it's all tied to hard work. Every name I mentioned, they're mm-hmm. still successful because of hard work. Right. And so what I loved about what I saw was that, you know, I see you take off. I didn't see a little skinny guy at the end catching the ball. I knew that was you catching the ball. Yes, so sir. by setting that, that, that standard, the respect level on the set went up because I – you, uh, I can I can tell you right now, because all of them were actors. Right. They were actors who suddenly went, I can't do that. Right. And so that was, you know, when you when you try to step in, I remember when Steve Harvey when we was doing his first sitcom in '94, and that's where we that's where I met Wendy Raquel Robinson, your co-star right. of the show Gabe. She came in as a love interest way back then in '94, '95. And, you know, it was it was you know, a lot of a lot of people were giving Steve Flack because he was a comedian. Suddenly, he was given a starring role in a sitcom, and people were talking about he can't act, he can't act. Mm-hmm. Why he getting mm-hmm. a role? Okay, when he stepped out there, then everybody shut up. Oh, right. he, oh, he can't act. Oh, I'm sorry. So, I'm sorry. Sometimes you got only way to prove people, only way to prove things to people is just by shutting up and do the work. Right. And so, with that being said, and I'm very complimentary about that, Vaughn, because of the fact that, you know, a lot of people, they say they want a dream, they want it, but then again, they don't want to show up and put the work out and the work in. Because, like you said, you you were a hand raiser. And I always tell people, being a hand raiser, just because that's not, because a lot of people say, well, they don't pay me to do that. Well, you did a hand raise. 
Look, I, I want to do that. And that right. in turn gives me more respect. And I kid you not, man, your career, once people see this series more and more and all your body of work, brother, you, you, you're going to be working for a long time, Vaughn. Thank you, man. I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Seriously, you're going to be working for a long time because of the fact that, you know, the the credibility that you gave me and, you know, the fact that, you know, I know we was up to, it was like a couple other times we were supposed to interview and we got to reschedule. I said, no, 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 whatever he, whatever his schedule, I want to interview him because I I really enjoy you and I love meeting young talent like you because that's my job. My job is to meet people like you, Vaughn, and then tell you how special you are, let you know state of course, and longevity will be part of your game. And that's why I mentioned Wendy Raquel Robinson when I met her in 94. Dude. The queen. Dude. Acting every year. Right. <laughs> every right. year. Every year. And, and uh, she just such an example for us. Like, mm-hmm. she is literally the queen on set. The, the example that she sets, the work ethic that she has, her leadership skills, her her motherly, but also like tough love skills. Like she, she is such a prime example of somebody who has paved the way for other people to get to that same level. And she does it consistently with her hard work. We will be right back with more money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to money-making conversation with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's, let's, let's go to my favorite show. When I first saw you on the oval, the oval, Okay, let, let's talk about, was that your first, that's Tyler Perry's The Oval, which is very popular, one of the most popular shows on BET. Yes, um, I met this, I saw, I never met this guy, I saw him, that's when he came into my life, I'm, 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 a, I'm a fan of The Oval, and he played this son, you know, his wife, he, he, had, a, he had a child, and then she go, she got caught up into this cult, just in case you don't know the backstory, right. and um, then he had a little... He had an affair on the side. You know, his character's all messed up, y'all. All, just all over the place. Barry is all over the place. <laughs> you know, he was kind of selling drugs, but he wasn't selling drugs. He, he was, right. uh, let's talk about that relationship with Tyler Perry. How did it start before we started having fun with the Oval? Because it was a fun hey. character because it was over hey. the top. Well, um, interestingly enough, you know, Tyler, he actually saw me on a comedy spoof that I did uh, for the Zeus Network. And um, he saw that. And it that was all improv. That was it was scripted, but it was basically all improv, and it was just like a comedy fun thing. Um, and it was on YouTube and then on Zeus Network. And he saw it because a couple of people in the play that he did on his last tour had mentioned it to him. And so he eventually called me up, right? Directly called my phone, and uh, he was like, "Vaughn Hebron, Tyler Perry here. You know, I want to talk to you." And that's exactly how he talks, right? Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, I, I'm literally. In my bedroom, having a conversation with Tyler Perry on the phone, and he hey, Vaughn, just Vaughn, Vaughn, slow this down, slow this down. Okay, I remember when Arsenio Hall called me. I was driving in L.A. Okay, yeah, and uh, this is Arsenio Hall when he was Arsenio Hall. Okay, and yeah. uh, I went, okay, I actually hung up on. Him. I said, dude, stop this, stop this, stop, stop, stop playing with me. And I hung yeah. up the phone on. Him. He called me. Hey, man, this is this is really Arsenio. Okay, I said, right. okay, cool. And you know those moments, man, when mm. people. At that statue, and believe me, mm-hmm. Tyler Perry way bigger than Arsenio Hall. So mm-hmm. that's why I got to slow him down. See, people like Vaughn, they they missed the moment because it happened. But see, it's a blessing because mm-hmm. Tyler does this all the time, and I I laugh with him because he'll call people up and have these regular conversations, and then on the other end of the phone, they hard jumping out their chest, they mind 
screaming, I can't believe this. They trying to go, where's this going to go? What offer? Uh, I made it. Talk about that emotion, Vaughn, when Tyler Perry called you. You broke the right. reality that it was Tyler Perry, and then right. you broke down into this casual conversation you were talking about. Right, right. I mean, first of all, all right, so first of all, I got a heads up that Tyler has spotted me. Okay. You know, okay. one of the castmates texted me and said, hey, um, Tyler asked about you. I gave him your number. I hope that's okay. And I'm like, of course that's okay. But you know, <laughs> you know, when you when you hear stuff like that, you're thinking, ah, this may or may not turn into something. He's not gonna, he's not, he's he's for sure not directly gonna contact me. Right. And if anybody ever contacts me on behalf of him, it's gonna be six months from now, a year from now, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so it was literally two minutes later that I see a 404 number pop up. And I'm like, this can't be him. And <laughs> as soon as I answer the phone, I know his voice. I knew his voice. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I'm stuttering. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking there is no possible way that he's calling me. And I know he's calling me. I know I'm talking to him. But this is not real. This is not happening. This is surreal. Um, and I'm just, I'm listening, <laughs> but I'm still in my head right. <laughs> and I'm still like, God, what are you doing? What is, what is, what is going on right now? Like, I can't be having a conversation with this man mm-hmm. after two years of being in LA moving here for this exact reason. And he's, he's now talking to me about acting. Right. It's, it's, it's one of those things where you, you never forget the feeling, but it's like, it's so hard to describe because right. it's an uh, a influx of emotions mm-hmm. and you're just, all of a sudden the universe just opens up. Mm-hmm. Can't believe it is. Right. And so now the, the, how did the, oh, the opportunity for the Oval come about? Did he call you directly for the, the Oval series? Yeah. He had a character in mind for you? You had to audition for other characters. So he had the character in mind for me after he saw me. Mm-hmm. After he saw me, you know, we talked a little bit, um, introductions and things like that. And um, and so then he started talking about the show that he saw me on before. He said, I see you do comedy very well. I'm curious if you are a drama actor. Mm-hmm. And I said, I can be. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> I can be, whatever. Uh-huh. Uh, and he said, well, I'm coming out with this new show right now. And uh, you, are per- you are perfect for this character named Barry. Uh, that I that I have on the show, uh, would you be interested? <laughs> <laughs> now you know I gotta play it off. I gotta play it off. Like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, well, t- tell me about it a little bit. You know, I, I, I'm send, open, send, I'm send me some sides. Send me some sides so I can read. Check out the line. Make sure it get right. it, it fits right. my character, my 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 tone. Yeah, you know, I, you know, because I could be, you know, I could be interested into it. You know, let me let me hear about the character a little bit, Tyler. Let me hear about the character. Oh. <laughs> Mm. Interesting, yeah. Well, yeah, I would definitely be interested in auditioning for this. Right, right, you know? right, right. So, and, we, and we're just having a conversation, man, about the character, about the show, because he had been working on it uh, for about two years before mm-hmm. he, uh, and they were actually in the final stages of casting by the time he got to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it happened very fast for me. Other people, they've been, you know, in line with it for a while. Right. Now, uh, the now the character, man. Yeah. Over the top, man. Uh, yeah. He's he, he a hothead, mm-hmm. um, you know, 
married, got, got, got a child, he, he had an extramarital affair. Uh, what did you, when you start seeing the, the character description and start reading the lines, this is just fun talk, you know, there's no, yeah. you know, because yeah. the series is uh, over the top and it's fun and, I, and it, it, it's just outrageous. And, right. But when did, when did you realize this was, this was a line between comedy and dramedy, you know, because of your, your character, because it was so over the top and, I, and, and you kept yeah. making the mistakes and you kept wanting people to feel sorry for you. You kept wanting yeah. second chances. And but you, when you drove that car through that drugstore, I went, he ain't lost his mind. Got to beat the dude mind. up. Pops got shot. Right. <laughs> right. Um, you know, for me, it was it was a definitely it was definitely a learning experience because um, I. I had an interesting time with trying to make all this real because ever since the first episode with Barry, you know, he got accused of rape with the with the with the president's daughter. Yes. His daughter was kidnapped by a cult leader. Um, he he accidentally shot somebody. His girlfriend's cheating on him. And I'm just like. One thing after another, I have to I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to ground it, Tyler. I'm trying to ground it. And he's just like, you just, you just got to go for it. Yes. You yes, have to go yes. for it. Like lose. He said, lose your mind. Yes. Lose yes, your yes. mind. So you're already trying said, to make all this work make sense, you know. Exactly. He said, you can't make sense of it. He literally said, you can't make sense of it. Just lose your mind. Yeah. And so I, after that point, at that point, I just became a little monster, man. I just didn't care anymore. <laughs> I love it, man. First of all, and there's no there's no character description of Barry. When right. I got the audition, there was no character description of him besides Butler's son. Right, right. I forgot the fact that the the, the president's daughter did accuse you of rape. That was the first. That was the first thing that went wrong in your life, and then exactly. it just it just kept just rolling down here after that. Exactly, and, man. So it was it, it was something I couldn't make sense of. And when he once he told me that, then it was just. You know, you're on green light. You just go 100 miles per hour from now on. Before we go, I want to talk about a couple of the projects that you have coming up, man. Because I want to, I don't want to limit the the fact that you know I'm a big fan of Oval, and that's why I discovered you as a fan. I, I became a sure. fan through that that portal, and then you're on the starting on the game. But King Richards is in the theaters right now. I read mm-hmm. an article on um uh, uh the, you know because it, it premiered on HBO Max. Sure. And then they said people, 100 percent of the people who watched the movie watched it all the way through. Good. Which is a testament to wow. a quality of the movie because usually people just pop wow. off, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But they said 100, if you start, whoever started watching that movie completed that movie. Wow. Talk about that and then we're going to slide over to the movie you're doing with Omar Epps and Michael Ely that's coming out next year in 2022. Yes, Talk- sir. Yes, sir. So, you know, first of all, this was my first uh, big movie role. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was an opportunity to work with Will. And there's there's several people in that cast that I've always been fans of. And so for me, it was just it, it was another surreal moment. You know, my first movie to be able to watch Will Smith, to learn from him offset, on set and just um, be in that environment and be in the space that I want to, you know, um, aspire to one day. It was it was just nothing but a blessing. And I was watching his work and I was watching what we were creating on the movie set. And I just knew it was going to be something that was special. Mm -hmm. I knew it was going to be something that was going to touch people's hearts. That was going to be a family movie that everybody, that anybody can relate to. And, um, and I, I, I'm honestly, I'm just blessed to be a part of it. It It was a learning experience for me. I was working on it, but I was, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. 
of it. You know, I'm not just like, yeah, I did it. I'm, I'm like, yo, we did something great. They did something. They created something awesome. And I'm just glad I could have been a part of it. And then we're going to shift gears and go over to the starring opposite Omar Epps. Long career. Another brother with a long career. I yeah. go all the way back with him in Juice when he was yeah. with, uh, with Tupac. And then Michael yeah. Ely, you know, he did the movie for me with uh, Think Like a Man, Think Like a Man 2 Kevin Hart. That yeah. was my project that I was executive producer. So that's what Michael Ely and I developed our relationship. And the movie is entitled The, movie is entitled the Devil You Know. Yep. Uh, it's, it's funny because Michael Ely, I met him in 2017 when I first started acting and I was doing background at the time mm-hmm. and I walked up straight to him. He was doing background of, um, we were doing, ba- I was doing background of being, uh, being Mary Jane and I walked straight up to him. I introduced myself and I said, I'm going to be working with you one day. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, four years later, we're on set together and the W, you know, Omar Epps, I mean, he's, he's a beast. I learned so much from watching watching him, working with him. I'm the youngest of four brothers in that movie. He's like the third oldest. Mm-hmm. And so playing younger brother to somebody that you've been watching your whole life. Right. Um, and being able to go back and forth with them, like have conversation, have this camaraderie. I, again, man, just another moment that I was blessed with that mm-hmm. I... Um, I really appreciate. I'm glad I I was able to sneak up in that thing (laughs) and do my and do and and hold my own. You know, it's all a learning experience for me. It's all a a growing uh, experience for me. And I'm just glad that I'm able to do it at a level with some people who I I, I really admire. Well, you know, uh, I've I've done over a thousand shows, Bob. And uh, my staff know I, I, I get excited for very few people. You're one of the people I was excited to 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 meet through my conversations uh you're a star brother you got you got a long career don't stop uh keep working hard uh you know god is good but it's good to even people understand the value of opportunity and work hard Mm -hmm. for it you're seeing Mm -hmm. yourself through you're not being afraid by uncertainty that stops a lot of people but my man i'm I'm just happy i got finally got the interview on i'm sorry it took so long i'm happy that i was able to do it and it's been a blessing Having like just being here with you talking to you because you're a legend in your own. <laughs> Thanks <laughs> for real. Like I was like, no, nah, we got to make this happen. We got to make this happen. So I'm glad we was able to. We gonna put it out there. He's the star of the new game, the game reboot on Paramount Plus. It premiered November November 11th. Is airing and streaming. Don't miss it. And you are gonna see him on. You know, we just talked about the Omar Alps, the Michael Ely movie that's coming out in 2022. But you can catch it right now on HBO Max. It's going back out in theaters. That's what King Richard starring the one and only Will Smith. Thank you for coming on Money Making Conversations. Thank you for having me. Now, if you want to see or hear any of my interviews on Money Making Conversations, please go to MoneyMakingConversations.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. <laughs>